And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, it is now January 23rd, one day after the very first pay-per-view event of the season for the UFC. We had two championship fights, the flyweights, and then all the way up to the heavyweights. We're going to talk about if it was a show that we were liking, expecting it to go that way. Were we excited? Were we not? Josh Thompson, you were up in Idaho watching it with a bunch of old guys from the old AKA. How you doing, Bubba? You cold? Uh, no, it is cold. I got I walked out of the house this morning. It was 11 degrees. I was like, yeah. God, there was a frost on the floor across the across the streets. Yeah, um, you know, just came up, got some uh, family stuff going on, and so we wanted to come up and spend some time with some family uh, for the weekend. I was actually supposed to do a charity golf tournament down in uh, L.A. and not sorry in Pebble Beach area there for, for with some stuff, but that ended up falling through because of uh, coming up here. But this is life, my friend, and uh, we are chugging along. It is cold here. It's been beautiful here, though. The sun's been out. Um, we haven't got any fresh snow while I've been here, but I got to see a lot of old friends from high school, a lot of old friends from, you know, just around from people that I've known for years. And uh, even I even uh, taught a little class over at uh, Trevor Prangley's AKA, which is pretty awesome because Trevor Prangley has been a long friend of mine for the longest time. And uh, I think I've known him since 94. I think 96, 96 is when we met and, uh, you know, been buddy, buddy ever since then, man, he's a good guy. And, uh, it's been a pleasure, man. His gym has grown so much. So if you guys live in the, in the North Idaho area, his gym is enormous. Now he's got a 10,000 square foot gym. He's got probably, I don't know, 250 members in his gym. It's absolutely amazing. Jiu Jitsu was, I mean, he probably had about 60 people that came out to the, the class I taught. Pretty awesome. It was good. We had a good time. Nice, nice little program. And then, uh, you know what? We're using a studio here in Idaho uh, at the Coraline Press. But uh, Chance Watson in the North Idaho now, uh, they have a podcast as well. So if you guys are living in the Northwest, they're letting us use their studio while we do this. So I want to thank them for uh, letting us do that, man. Podcast Dave called all the way around and uh, around this 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 uh, town and was able to find someone to go ahead and give us a studio so we didn't have to do it in the hotel room. And uh, it's been awesome. Good. So we're, we're trying to get this ball rolling. So you guys, if you guys live in the North Idaho area, check out North Idaho Now podcast. All right. Well, uh, what did you, you think of the shows last night? What do you think? Actually, I, I wasn't disappointed. I, it, obviously, the fights didn't go the way people wanted or thought they could or any of that but there were some really good fights if you're gonna if we're gonna start off let's start off with the big heavyweight match Francis Ngano against Cyril it was not what people expected because they expected the complete opposite if they're gonna have someone that was gonna be you know grappling they were thinking that it was gonna be Cyril gone and and it was not and it was but it showed the evolution of of Francis Ngannou, and this is the whole point. This is MMA. You can't be that one-trick pony because if Francis Ngannou had stayed with trying to be on his feet the entire fight, he would have lost that fight. It was the grappling portion that ended up winning the fight, winning the championship, putting a mark on Cyril Gunn's record. It was the grappling, and you got to give the man credit. He came in his sport. It's, you know, I want to say Four years ago, five years, well, more than that, probably five, six years ago, I had the fight where he he pulled a Kimura off on Anthony Hamilton, and it was like, where the hell did that come from? Well, obviously, you know, he had learned a little bit when he was in France there, and he got that submission. 
but you could tell he learned a lot as far as his grappling. The takedown was beautiful in the beginning, you know, catching the, you know, off of the kick, picking him up, taking him down. The body positioning was, you can tell there's levels to this, and he was doing the right things. He was putting his hands in the right places at the time. He was taking away that posting arm. He was doing a lot of good things. Now, could he have done more? Yeah, and I would have loved to have seen a little bit more. But you're not the guy that's down there holding on to this other monster that's trying to get up, and you can't feel that. So it could have been he had to hold on for a lot of that and not strike and do the things that you would have liked to have seen. But overall, I'm not disappointed in the fight. I, th- I actually thought that, you know what, it was interesting. It had some drama to it. The change in what was occurring was good for me, and I thought the you know the judging was right. They got it right. Francis Ngannou deserved the win, and uh, overall, Cyril Gaon, I think, is going to come back a much better fighter. I think he learned a lesson. His corner needs to learn a lesson because his corner absolutely did not help him going into that fifth round. There were some things that were said that you go, what are you doing? Not good. Well, if some of you guys listened to us last week when we were talking about the UFC and the main event and the heavyweights and everything getting going, you guys could have taken our advice, won a little extra money. We had the right, we had the right winner. And how the fight was going to get done. But go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code weighing in. Where most people made some money off of us from that, from our calls and the decisions in which we made for this, these main events. Now, there was some fights, obviously, we weren't always right on, but we did narrow it down to some good stuff for you guys to pick and choose, especially in the in-between and round bettings. So you guys go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code weighing in. There's also a QR code right over there. You guys can use that one. And when you guys use that QR code, it takes you right to our page. You guys can do your initial deposit, which they will give you a little bit of extra spending cash with that QR code at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code weighing in. We've got some Bellator fights coming up this weekend. You've got the NFL playoffs that are happening as well. Go ahead and there's plenty of sports to gamble on right now to try to make a little extra cash during these times. But make sure you guys use our promo code weighing in at mybookie.ag. Yeah, you want to avoid uh, cornermen who who make it about them. Now, I know there's a history of it all, but look, there's been a rotating door of trainers that have come through AKA that started the, they, they did it because they loved it when they first came. And as the, as they started, as the fighters that they were working with started to get a little bit of notoriety and started making their way up, they wanted to make it about them. Like, can I go in the ring? Can I go in the cage? Whatever it is, you know, like I want to be the one that wraps the hand. I need to be the one that puts the Vaseline on. It got to the point where like, you know, that fighters make it about them. Then the fighters start, not fighters, but the corners make it about them. And then the fighters start to feel that pressure of whatever the, the corner does and says and, and those type of things. So that, that's just not something that you need to be dealing with as a fighter, especially the week of the fight. And I feel if, if this coach, had it just kept his mouth shut, I think, throughout, it probably wouldn't have made as much of an impact on maybe Sirogon's, you know, position throughout the week or whatever throughout the camp. I, I guess when I look back at when I look at the fight last night, John, there was moments in the fifth round when he got taken down. He wanted just to lay back and just be like, ah, I lost the takedown, which he did a couple times, and he made a couple bonehead mistakes in the fifth as well. But Every time he did that, you could see him look over at his corner. And it's like, I think a little bit of that added pressure. Maybe I'm wrong. Tell maybe, maybe, tell me I'm wrong. I, I can't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and see, that's be, the thing. It, and this is when, when Ferdinand said 
you know, we can't lose this fight. It, it's not we. Yeah. And it's not about we can't lose. It's this is what you need to do going out into this fifth round. I yeah. think that it's even. I think that, you know, he's ahead. Whatever you want to say, give him that information. It is going to let him know this is what I have mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Sitting there saying we can't lose this fight. Mm, come on, man. That's not that's not what should be. You look at what was going on in Francis and Gano's, and, and I'm going to praise Eric Nixick to the end. You know, him and Dewey Cooper did a fantastic job with Ngano because especially after the fourth, Ngano was tired coming back, man. He was exhausted. And after the saying, fourth, John, you mean after the first. Well, you're okay, but, you're, <laughs> but I'm going off of what occurred. And you saw Eric, he starts just, man, are we having fun? And he's taking his mind off of that yeah. heart rate and everything. And he says, give me four deep breaths. Look, this is why we're, this is why we're having fun now. This is what yeah. I told you what he was going to do. He's doing the right things. Mm-hmm. He's getting that mind in the right fucking frame to go out. I'm tired, but this is what I want. This is good. There is a, there's a positive side and there's a negative side. And you never, if you don't have to, you never bring that negative into that cage mm-hmm. as a cornerman. Always positive things. Always, this is where we need to go. This is what I need to see from you. Here's where, here's where you want to put this fight. Those are all positive things. It's never the negative. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But I think as a coach, you need to separate yourself from the fact that it, it is a we that we are doing this together. But it's not that we need to win this fight. It's not that no. we need to, you know. There's only one we, guy it, in that cage. There's only one guy in that cage who needs to do all the work. And so, and he did all the work during the during the camp as well. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by I'm gonna go back and and say some things, um, to take my foot out of my mouth. Cyril Gon looked great. No, I mean because I said it for I'd say I thought he looked good. Look, I he thought did. he was sticking and moving. He came out with the right game plan. He did. He started to started to wrestle a little bit. And remember what I said? I said he doesn't need to get the takedowns. He just needs to make Engano think that he needs to get the takedowns. And so if is that keeps Engano's hands loyal. And if you notice, Engano didn't throw a lot of shots after he came out and started wrestling right away. After So started wrestling right away, Engano didn't throw. He didn't really throw as much in those first couple rounds. He didn't really throw a lot the whole damn fight. And so I understand, I understand why, because the threat of the takedown is legit. And the last thing you want is someone like gone on top of you, who is, I feel like, I don't know if he's more athletic, but he is more mobile, you know? And so the athleticism, I guess, can be judged by however you want to judge it. The 40 yard sprint, the box jump, but he is more fluid. Yeah. And so his mobility, his, you don't want someone like that on top of you. If you notice Cyril, he had a good, good, he did a good job of getting up from the bottom several times. He did. I was very impressed. Gone got, uh, Ngannou got taken down. And when he got taken down, he got, he got up one time. But then if he would have got taken down more times, I don't know if he would have been able to keep getting up. Because he was struggling. He was using a lot of strength to get up. Whereas Gone was using a little bit more technique to get up. He was oh, digging the end of Time out, time out, time out. Are you, the fifth round, you can, anyone can say what they want. He performed a beautiful sweep. Of a yes. big man. He did yeah. it beautifully. He was just strong, John. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> in the fifth round when he's that tired. If, if strength's all you have, uh-uh. That was technique. He did a great job. And this is where I'm saying, look, at this man has improved. Yeah. He has become a better mixed martial arts fighter. He's got more game. I'll tell you, the thing that really I thought was the thing that he did not go to enough 
that you could see, man, when he kicked gone, you could see the effect mm-hmm. of it. His kicks are hard, and he needed he needs to go to the well more often with that because yeah. he can damage some guys. Well, it, when you throw a lot of kicks, though, it makes you more tired. That's one. Two is yeah. he's also probably afraid he's going to get his leg caught. If he gets tripped up, he gets taken down, he gets on bottom. I mean, it's a lot of work for those heavyweights to get up off their back, yeah. especially if you got somebody else on top of you. You know, and then every time they get taken down, it's like it's just like they have the world on their shoulders every time they're trying to get up because they're carrying all that damn muscle. I think France is probably cut to one fifty seven or one sixty. Or why two, would he do two, that? Two, I don't he know. But he's so damn big, John. He is like he's got <laughs> muscles on muscles. I never had muscles, so I'm like, this is. <laughs> I look at him. I'm like, this is not even. This is not even fair to look at no, somebody like not. that. Anyways, I mean, you 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 had kind of the similar problem that he has. I mean, like when you were younger. I mean, I remember yeah, when you I was younger. US. Yeah, when you were younger. Well, you walk around like three hundred pounds, right? At one time, yeah. Jeez, how'd you even wipe your ass? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> I had no problem with that. You had that one. You told the one about uh, what's his name? I yeah, my buddy, one. man. Roger. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roger like, Neff. Yeah, and I was like, Jesus no, Christ, anyway. That's horrible. He, he was so damn big, he used to have to put his foot up on the fucking, on the toilet seat and then kind of look back into the mirror and see if he could reach. And he, he would, he would like wipe, he'd like swipe and wipe as fast as he could because he had to force it to stretch there. The the sad part is, yeah, yeah, the sad part is, man. Yeah, the sad part is, man. I had one of my buddies because we all used to, a couple of us used to, um, uh, go, go there and lift. And one of my buddies lived there with them. And he walked in on him doing it. And that's wow. how we all found out. I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. Oh, I was like, oh, man. Look at it. So you walk in, surprise, see someone cinnamon roll. Just sit like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get yeah. back to the fighting. Let's get back go to back, the fighting. Go back to the old friends episode. My eyes. My eyes. My eyes. Oh, God. I'm, I'm blind. I can't see. Well, that was great, man. That was, that was fucking hilarious. Um, I don't know, John. I, I, uh, Cyril fought a good fight. Wasn't quite enough. He could have, I feel like in the fifth round, you had, did you have a 2 2 going into the fifth? I did. Okay. I, I thought, I thought the first was very close. Yes. That's And could have gone either way. And I understand, you know, it's all about the angles that the judge is seeing it. Two of them went with Cyril, one went with Francis, and, and it was, it's reasonable both ways. It was a close round. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, to give you my synopsis of the fight, I I didn't like the fight. I thought it was horrible. Um, I know that they're too big. I know I was texting you. I said I said I this is this is horrible. I, I I thought Cyril fought a good fight in terms of his game planning, sticking and moving. It's a lot of it's a lot of movement involved in moving all that weight around the way as much as he moves. He's talented. I know he'll be back. He'll be, be definitely yes. be better in his next fight if they fight again. You know, I think there's a good chance he could get the win. He's got to yep. mix it up a little bit more, threaten the takedowns a little more. I think a lot of them need to – he needs to use those leg kicks a little bit more as well. He's the same thing as Francis in terms of using their, their leg kicks a little bit more. Leg kicks, calf kicks, I don't understand when guys can kick that hard. Kick the calf a little bit more. The chan- I mean, That would have that would have definitely made an impact on both of them. If, if Ngannou would have used kicking the calf a little bit more against uh, Gon, there's a good chance he would have slowed the movement down enough for him to get hit. And that's what he would have been, he should have been looking for. He looked horrible in his boxing, Francis did. He was yeah. laboring everything. I he agree. was forcing everything. He was, he didn't look technical he, at he all. He was loading up. 
loading up and he was missing everything by a mile. I mean, it was it, a lot of things weren't even close. And you can just tell he was so tense trying to hit him. And it was just, there was so much, I think, pressure from all the trash talk, all the video talk, all the corner talk, all of that stuff. So I, I just, I wasn't impressed with the fight at all. I wasn't, it wasn't, I was like, oh man. As it started to go, I know you're you're a little biased. This you're, the Homer in you, the Homer in yeah. you is coming out because you know you used to do a lot of work at Extreme Couture's. You know all these guys. You know I, I, I know. I, I think Cyril, they're nice guys. When I see yes, a heavyweight like Cyril gone able to expend the energy that he did, just yeah. the movement he has, and he's coming back and doing it again and again, and then having a guy who's on top of him, I give Cyril gone a ton of credit for being man. He was in shape. He was ready to go. He just you know couldn't figure out how to stop francis at a point when he was a little bit labored and tired he couldn't you know get that that switch or anything that's going to get him on top but i i you know in gano if anyone's going to be disappointed i can understand they're disappointed that he did not get that big knockout that they all expect but you can't do it every time especially when you have a guy like cyril who understands distance he controls the distance very well. He's the guy that's initiating when he comes in. It's, and this is where I, I know that, you know, Francis was looking at. I've got to counter him, and when he comes in, that's when I'm going to hit him. And he was trying to do it at times because they had obviously seen that. You know what, Cyril, when he's in the fucking southpaw, he dips his head one way. When he goes to orthodox, he dips his head to the opposite side. That's what I was talking about. He's got patterns, but he wasn't able to catch him on him, and so. You got to give it to him, you know. Francis was trying in those. Cyril was able to keep that from happening. I just enjoyed. I thought they both look. There was a lot of pressure on both of them, and it was everything, not just the championship fight. It was the outside things, the fact that Francis used to, you know, be with, you know, the camp with Cyril and stuff. He's he's not there. It was just so much. And you know, they, here, let's talk about the other added pressure. You didn't see Dana White putting the belt on Francis Ngannou, did you? That was Mick see. Maynard. Which only goes it. to show you the amount of what was on top, things, everything was stacked on this thing. It was just, there was a lot of pressure to it. So I, I appreciate the effort from both guys. Someone sent me a text saying that, that, that Francis said, fuck Dana at the end. I don't know. Is that true? I didn't, I didn't I hear. I, I didn't know. see it. I didn't hear. Oh, I mean, yeah, I I left. Was, as soon as the fight yeah. was over, I left. Uh, no, as far you know, I, I, I listened to the entire uh, interviews from, from both and both guys classy as hell. No, nah. Cyril's, you know, it was great. I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, I, I think. Look, I, look, I wasn't expecting. I would have loved to have seen gone uh, and gone and get the knockout. Of course, I would have loved to have seen that. But I think from what I mean by the fight wasn't good is that both fighters could have had more output. Bottom sure. line, and that, sure. that that really what I can't. I said this. This played. It's 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 a distant second, but it's second to Lewis and and Ganu. That's no, what it is. It's not it's even second close. to that. I think, give me another close. heavyweight. Give me another heavyweight fight of this caliber that you thought well, was you this say, slow. When you this say slow. caliber, if you go all the way back in time, go back to wait. Ken are Shamrock you comparing this? Dan you comparing these two? These two no, gifted and blessed saying, athletes? To UFC one, UFC two, UFC three fighters. Are you really doing that, John? Are you trying no, to prove a point? The, no, I'm going all the way to <laughs> UFC nine. Jeez, even worse. <laughs> It was a horrible oh. fight, but it happens. You know, no, I, mean, I know it does. Sometimes you'll get those things, and there was a lot of things why that one happened. But look, the the Francis against Derek was horrible. Yeah, and it was because they both gave so much respect they didn't throw. 
this one, but, like, they were throwing. They were going after but, each other. But so. things like this, things like this happen though, John. You want to know why? Because look, you see this all the time. There's fights where there's animosity, there's bad blood between two fighters, and where everyone thinks it's gonna be a knockdown drag out. And guess what? It's never a knockdown drag out because both of them are afraid to lose. In this situation, Gon's corner talked himself into hating each other, talked both fighters into kind of disagreeing. There was so much going on. And then the Francis thing with the Dana White situation going on as well, that added on to it. You, That's pressure. You could kind of see the pressure of from both fighters of Gon didn't want to lose because of his coach, and Francis didn't want to lose because he wanted to give a big fuck you to Dana White. And you ended up in that position where there was a lot at stake for both fighters emotionally and coaching and another emotionally and contract, and, and you ended up with what you got. And if I'm Dana White, I'm surprised in the presser. I'm gonna have, we're gonna probably have to. I didn't see it, but I'm surprised in the presser. Or this week, he doesn't come out and say something like, "You know what? This is why I don't pay him. I don't pay him Francis Ngannou because he's had two of the, the two of the worst heavyweight fights in history." That's what he's gonna say. This is what Dana I, does. Dana puts the spin I don't on see it. How I, you he, say this is one of the worst heavyweight fights? It wasn't a good fight, John. <laughs> it wasn't a good fight. I enjoyed it. I really did. I'm not saying it was the greatest heavyweight fight. No, See, obviously that's not. Heavyweight bias, right? There. That's some heavyweight. That's bias. not heavyweight See, that's bias. I'm just, there was a lot going. On. I, look, anytime you have two guys that are very good, sometimes you know it's that canceling out of you know certain elements yeah. of their game, and so I, I just look at it. It it, it was what it, it wasn't what we expected, but it was good for me. I I, I actually enjoyed the fight. Let's go I, I, to look, Devinson Figueroa. No, 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 no. I'm not done yet. I'm not done No, no, no. I think the part that I, I actually enjoyed was to watch Francis utilize the wrestling that he had learned. Because yeah. it was it was obviously key for him to get the win, but I, there was a lot of technique involved, and I, I was surprised to see him use that type of technique in his wrestling. So, But like I said, the labor punching from Francis and then utilizing the wrestling to know, knowing that he was probably down two rounds needed those win needed those rounds to win very impressive job by him he knew what he had to do to get the the w he was physically yeah. stronger and he actually after like you said gone was labored he was able to get the takedowns control the top position good job cyril did a good job of escaping from the bottom several times uh even after getting taken down the bonehead mistake that we didn't talk about yet was sitting back on the ankle lock in the fifth round. Uh, Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Especially when you're thinking, man, it's slippery right now. That, and a heel hook is so uh, hard to get when a guy is wet. Man, it's yeah. it's just a it's a tough one. He, he look, he tried it. He he put some torque on it. You can see it, but it wasn't, you know, it just wasn't there for him. Yeah, but the but even the scramble after he started losing the position, he kept going laying back to his back I, instead well, of going to the top. That's the point you look and you go, use it to come out on top. Yeah. Don't sit there and hold on to something that you are not going to get that. So yeah. take that position and use it to get. He just couldn't get his one leg free to get himself to where he felt he could come up on top. He ended up on the bottom. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Damn. It's all good. All right, Lord. Let's talk about the next one. What was it? Go ahead. Talk. Well, take me away. Devison Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno went completely opposite uh, of the way I said. I, I thought it was going to go. You know, I thought if. We were looking at someone that was going to gas. I thought Figueredo would be the guy that gas. He didn't gas, and now I'm not right. saying Moreno gassed either. He didn't. It was both had you know great gas tanks, great energy, a whole lot going. That that last bit in the in the fifth round was awesome. But Moreno actually showed that he had big power. Figueredo had big power, but Moreno hurt Figueredo several times. 
Brigueredo hurt Moreno and knocked him on his butt, but Moreno was able to come through him. But I think those knockdowns were the difference in the scoring, difference in the fight, and the fact that he was able to put Moreno on his butt while Moreno was able to hurt him and give him that little wobble. He, was, he wasn't really able to put him on his ass in the same fashion, and that happened multiple times in the fight. I thought that Figueredo fought very smart, and that's where I did not think he was going to do before. I thought he was going to really come out and try to put it on Moreno, and the first round or so would go to him, but I thought that he would come out just trying to take Moreno's head off, and that would work against him, and he didn't. He fought smart, and at times he backed himself off, and I thought that he, he really showed you know, that he can be a very competent and intelligent fighter in the cage. He was tough as hell. He took some big shots. I thought Brandon Moreno looked great. It was a very close fight. I, I agree. I thought Figueredo won the fight. I thought, I, and I had it, you know, three rounds to two, but it was close. And you're looking, that was the that was a trilogy fight. They got to do four. The, these guys are going to hold up the flyweight fucking, uh, division from other people getting a title shot for a while john john tell me who the number three guy is in the in the flyweight division off the top of your head don't pull it up dave oscar (laughs) you don't even know who that guy is just making up names now aren't you (laughs) 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 just make it up names i think Ascar is number and it would be after them and then pantoja you have no idea who's after Ascar. you have no idea who's after pantoja what the hell is wrong with you he's like he's like way down he's like number 10 open up his earphones (laughs) <laughs> what, where are we at? Let's see. I've got it up here. Oh, here. look at that, Ascar, and then Panto. Look at that. Okay, so Dave, so baby. so he knows the next two. He knows the next two guys. Okay, <laughs> that's it. No one wants to. I can't. Like, just watch these two guys continue to fight. This is the 125 pound division. It's been this way since DJ was there. Like, this is it. You're gonna see three guys, maybe just a revolving door. That's all you're going to get out of this division, John. I don't. That's it. I don't think so. Look, I think the, you're taking a look at those two that, that fought Devinson and Brandon Askar, and then Pantoja are both right there. Brandon Royval is right there. Yeah, uh, you could take a look at you know some of these guys that are in there, you know, and then you know Kaikara France, man, he had a great win against Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, there are guys there that you know they should you know be moving themselves into that position where. They would be looked at, but when you have two guys like Brandon and Devison who put on, you know, fights, this one wasn't, you know, exactly the barn burner that everyone, you know, might have, you know, wanted or were expecting, but it had a ton of technical elements to it. It had a lot of back and forth. And when you have two guys that are this close and they're the two top guys, it's hard not to go back to them. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back into what I said about the Francis fight. I was not impressed with this fight either. I know you were. Obviously, it was and something I, I was ex- I was expecting something obviously different, which, okay, I, that's in my own mind, and that's my own fault for putting that type of thought process into and believing that it was going to be a different way. But it just wasn't It wasn't a good fight. And the reason why I'm going to say it wasn't a good fight, it was more of not a good fight on Brandon Moreno's part. He, in the beginning, had, had clipped Figgy a couple times. He yep. clipped him, had him rocked a little bit. Like, not not super, oh, my God, like he's on skates. But he had made his leg go stiff no. for a split second. And he did the whole shaking of the fingers or doing this. He let the excitement and the entertainment of the fight get away from him to the point where he lost the title. Then the other thing as well, that was in the, the earlier, earlier in the fight. As the fight went on, he was standing after he had got dropped. 
He had started landing shots, but didn't want to rush in and stop throwing. Like he still needed to put the he still needed to put the added pressure. When I'm looking at the way that Moreno should have fought, there was moments in there where he had hit him with clean shots and could have put a little bit more pressure and made him fight into a dog fight, which would have made him, I think, more tired. If you listen to Henry Cejudo and uh, Alberson in the corners yelling, and I said this last week. I said, look, he has got a game plan that will get him probably closer to winning this fight because those two guys are in his corner. One thing that Eric Alberson doesn't get is the credit for what he develops in terms of game plan. And I'm telling you, that game plan was solid. Now, it ended up being a really close fight. Um, Probably not what they wanted. I think they thought the takedowns probably would have came a little bit easier for Figgy. And it would have been a better, like, he would have been able to control the top position, whatever it was. Yeah. He wasn't able to get a whole lot of the takedowns. You know, he caught some, caught one. Two, I think two it was it, late in the later in the fight, but those earlier takedowns weren't really there for him. And so, but you know, he kept catching the single leg or snatching the single leg, getting to the double, then going to the single. He was, you know, working, hiking it up a little bit, just couldn't get the takedown, but still he's making Moreno think about it. But overall Moreno could have, I think Moreno could have done a lot more and, and started pushing Figgy into a real, like kind of a little bit of a dog fight, but getting into those exchanges in that tight boxing range. The better fighter was Moreno. It was very key right off the bat. Every time he got into that phone booth, he was landing three and four punch combinations, but then he stood right there in the middle and was able to get punched on the way out, or he just didn't, he stopped throwing and backed out, and then Figgy just didn't throw either, and then he lost, you know, Figgy lost the exchange, but it still wasn't enough. He could have backed away and then re-entered, make him readjust, or he could have kept going for something. He lost that fight off of the small little details, John, and we talk about this all the time. When you're at the top, when you're one and two or two and one, whatever it is, champ and one, okay, it's a fraction of a second of what you're doing or the minor details of, of the fight that cost you the, the fight. And that's exactly what it was. His corner should have been saying, hey, after you land step out or cut an angle and land again. Instead, he backed out and just stepped away from him and let the fight go back to being normal and figure he got his, he got his breather. He got his rest. He did all those things. I'm going in hard on the pain on both these guys because you know they're better fighters than this. It was a strategic fight, very game plan style fight for both sides. But Moreno let his title slip away in positions where I know that he's a better fighter. He lost the dog in him a little bit from the last fight to this fight and actually from the first two fights where he landed some shots and then kept pushing. In this fight, he landed the shots and backed away and said, okay, I'm okay, I'm doing all right. That's what happened when he, after he started getting uh, dropped, he started getting rocked a little bit and clipped here and there because he continued to rock Figgy throughout the rest of the fight. He just didn't continue to follow up. And I think that that's what cost him the fight. Now, I'm not saying he would have knocked him out. I'm not saying he would have finished him. But I'm saying, though, in the judge's eyes, the perception would have been he's trying to get him out of there. He landed some harder shots. Could have gotten some exchanges. Now, I know anything could happen because that's the fight game. Figgy could have hit him and clipped him and knocked him out. But he, we've seen in the first two fights, he can take a shot. We saw in this fight, he could take a shot. He can keep coming. But he's not going to, I don't think, I don't think Moreno's going to run into this type of problem, John, with somebody that size, that type of power in the rest of the guys that are down there. Pantoja's not as big as Figgy, I don't believe. I mean, he, he is, he seems long, pretty you know, big. for the, for yeah. the, he's pretty big, but he I'm saying, but he like, doesn't, he doesn't have, uh, the power. the power. Yeah. He doesn't have Figgy power. And then who else is on there? You were saying, um, Asker. Yeah. Asker. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's Asker, really good, man. He's Asker good. good. He's, uh, yeah. He's gonna have he's, a little bit of an issue with him. He's gonna have an issue with the the style and the big difference. 
the big difference is I look at this fight and it was coming off of the second round. I thought Brandon Moreno just put it on Figgy in the second round. I absolutely won that round. Yeah. And putting it on him, he should have stepped on the gas more going into third. And he didn't. He kind of laid back out of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of said, ah, I got him going. Things are going my way. And he kind of took the, the seat of being, I'll be the counter guy. I'm going to, I'll let him try to, when that's the time he should have been stepping on that gas yeah. pedal just a little bit more and putting a little bit more pressure and start breaking his will with, I'm going nowhere. And this is just going to keep being this flow of water that you can't stop. It was that break between the second and third round as far as the output and action that I that just let De- Devison in this fight and allowed him to have a, a feel for, okay, I saw what you had. Now I'm going to come back with mine. And I thought Devison won the third round, and I think he won the fourth round. And that was the difference in the fight. Well, this when you're dealing with someone like uh, Figueredo, right, they're good when they're bullies. They're the guys yeah. when they're the guys that are pushing people around and dictating the pace of the fight. That's when they're high. That's when that's yeah. that's when they're good fighters. That's when they're the best fighters in the world. Moreno could be both. He could be a guy that fights on his back foot and still land great combinations, and he can be a guy that pushes you around and just push pieces you up with combinations. He was neither guy last night. Neither guy. He 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 didn't choose to go ahead and fight backing up and be a counter striker, and he didn't choose going forward and dominating Figueredo, making fight on his back foot and making stressing him out. I think in in a position when you're fighting someone like Figueredo, you got to put him who's used to being the bully. And I say this all the time about Ryan Bader, is when you push when Ryan Bader's put on his back foot, he's not the same fighter. That's true. You know, he's just not. It, it's it's the way it works. And the same thing I think with Figueredo. If you put him on his back foot and make him fight going backwards, he's like, shit, what's going on? I'm the bigger guy. I'm the faster guy. I hit hard. I can crack. I can do all these things. He's used to that mindset of being the bully. And Moreno is the the guy that doesn't look like he can be the bully, but he can. And he yeah. there was moments where he was last night, but then he sat back and said, like almost admired his work, John. That's and that's what point. cost him. And that's that to me the is difference what cost was him that his title. Third round. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the calf kick that Figueredo was landing, though, it did have its. It did. Oh, have it a, did. It did it had for sure. an effect on him, and you could see that he wasn't able to put that weight the same on that front leg after a certain point, and that made a big difference. And that's smart game planning, and that was the right thing to, yeah. to bring about because he does put a lot of weight on that front foot. So, you know, I thought overall, I was I I enjoyed the fight. I didn't think it was bad. I thought there were elements of Brandon's performance where I thought you made a mistake here. This, you're going to go back and you're going to watch this and you're going to go, ah, I should I should have just, I should have stepped on it at this point and I didn't. I backed off. But I think uh, Figueroa's going to go back and look and go, that was pretty goddamn good. Yeah. I did pretty good. I took some big shots. I came oh. back. You know, I never, never, you know, you know, gave in in any fashion. So I thought overall, I thought, here's, here's the difference of what I'm thinking and, and I could be totally wrong. But I think Figueroa fought the best fight he could fight on that night and came away with the win in a close fight. I don't think Moreno fought his best fight. I think Moreno has a much better fight out there in him and can yeah. do things that are going to make his performance much better, and that will be the difference if they meet meet up and they both give that best performance. That would be the difference in it. But you got to give Figueroa his, his due, man. He's the champ. No, I so I agree that Moreno could definitely fight a better fight. Absolutely. He can fight a better fight. I think Figgy can also fight a bigger, a better fight. And what I mean by really? that is he, yeah, I think he can get, I think he spends a little bit more time with Henry in his wrestling. It's going to change the dynamic of how he takes, if he's able to Good, get takedowns yeah. against Moreno, 
I, I think Moreno's a better jiu-jitsu guy than Figgy when it comes to like the transition of submission. It's going to be close, but I think he's the better guy. He's the guy that will catch you better off, off transition. Figueroa's the guy that once he locks his hands around your head and arm or your neck or whatever, he's going to yeah, get you probably. It's on. You know, there's a good chance he's going to get you. But he's got his go-to positioning, whereas Moreno, he shows he'll catch you in transition. No Rear naked, yeah. arm bars, yeah, whatever it is, guillotines. He'll catch you in transition because that's the way he's, his style is that scramble, move, move, move. Or I think with Figueredo, he can fight a better fight by getting more takedowns, slowing Moreno down, controlling the top position, you know, and doing some damage from there, as well as just letting him back up, using his power. He has the ability to make it a way more difficult fight for Moreno. If, if, if with the power on the feet, the kick, the calf kick now that we know that he, he's, seems to, this style works against perfectly against Moreno. And then now if you add the wrestling aspect of it and the control from the top position, he can fight a better fight as well. So, yeah. but are we going to see an automatic rematch? That's the question. I don't think so. That's three three times in a row. I don't think you're going to see it. I think you're going to see Asker get a, a shot at it. Either him or Pantoja will get a shot at the title, and we'll see what happens from yeah. there. But you will definitely see these guys back together. So Askarov fights Figgy, and then Pantoja fights uh, Moreno? Moreno, yeah. That makes sense. I, I could take that. I can take that. <laughs> Well, being the I mean, matchmaker, I, I would. I, I don't care. Honestly, I wouldn't no care if they fought again an automatic rematch either. I wouldn't care. No, because I actually. I, I, Why did Figgy get close. automatic rematch? Why did he get automatic rematch when Moreno doesn't? I don't know. Yeah, see, that's not. Come on, you you you're showing you want to your go bias right off the bat. You're showing the bias <laughs> right off the bat. You're showing the bias. Uh, yeah, uh, well, it is. All right, what's next? Well, your your man Andre Fialahu. Came out and put on a really good performance. He, like, he put on a great performance against a guy when you haven't trained for the movement and style that Michelle Pajaya brings. I thought that, you know, Andre came out, really fought hard, fought well. I thought Pajaya fought well. I thought he definitely, and I love the fact his corner says we lost that first round. Yes, you did. No doubt about yeah. it. He was putting it on you. But, man, the second round he came out, and it was all the difference of... Who's on their back foot? When Pijeo was on his back foot, it was a closer fight. When Fiala was on his back foot, Pijeo was dominating the fight. And so, and but a lot of it is Andre did not have a camp to be able to prepare for Michelle. And I think that has a lot to do with it. He didn't have the conditioning exactly, you know, that he would want to have, you know, spot on. It was He was in good shape, but he could have done better with his conditioning. And that's just time. But I thought he came out, and if you're talking about having a performance in your first UFC fight and all the pressure of being on the main card and everything, he did great. He's going to be back. I think he got himself a home. Yeah, so I'm happy. I'm extremely happy for him um, that he, he did have a great performance in terms of like come, taking it on short notice. The part that I'm going to be upset about, and, and I, I'm, I am a homer. He is my boy, but I'm more mad at I'm more mad at – not mad, I should say. It's frustration. I saw what happened, like on the feet, right? He's got the boxing, and I think I was listening yeah. to somebody talk about it in the commentary as well. Was that if you're only a boxer, kick. utilize your kicks, okay? It and here's kick. the thing: he was able to get a takedown at the end of the first. The ground and pound, you could see Pahea had no answer for off of his back for what Andre was doing. And I've said this last week. 
Fiala's got really good ground and pound. He's heavy on top. He's got heavy hips. He's not, he's not a, I think he's like a jitsu purple belt. He's not that great of a jitsu guy. He's not going to try to submit you. Maybe here and there. He's got a decent uh, guillotine if he catches you in transition. But he's got some power in his hands. And we saw that in the first round. Yep. He hit yep. him with a couple shots and that rocked Patea. And then also cut him a little bit on his bridge of his nose, I think a little bit under his eye. He's got power. But when he gets on top, his ground and pound is nasty. And you saw that at the end of the first. If I'm his coach, and I'm if I'm if I'm him as well, Fialo, if I'm I'm thinking to myself, get a takedown. You know is getting a little bit tired. Get a takedown, control the top position, slow the fight down, get him from moving around. He's got an explosive double leg. I've seen him do it. I've seen him take DC down. I've seen him take Luke Rockhold down several times. I've seen yeah. he, He's never wrestled a damn day in his life. He's from Portugal. Doesn't even have, okay, even but have I, wrestling. But I want you to think about this. What's the one thing that everyone will say? What what wears you out faster than anything? Yeah, it does. Wrestling. It is true. Yeah, it does. And so if that's in the back of your head, it's like, I don't want to get tired. <sighs> yeah, but just that, that, that's part of no camp. That's part of yeah. what happens when you take a fight short notice. It just happens. I understand, but John. You got to adjust. You should like, When know. I watched the end of that first round, I'm like, man, Pahe has no answer for him on top. If he gets on top of him again, I'm like, if I'm his coach, if I'm, if I'm Henry Hoof, I'm thinking to myself, you need to get the takedown. Just control the top position. Let's slow this fight down. Let's make him work to get off the bottom. Make him carry your weight because he was, Pahe was slowing down as well. But then oh, in that yeah. second round, he was able to land some clean shots, and he's like, all of a sudden, a little fire on his ass. His the, confidence the body, grew a little more. He's like, I can do the more. Body, the body work. The body work yeah, that Pehe was able to do. push kick was nasty. Push kick was nasty. Hit him with some beautiful knees inside to the body. He he attacked yeah. that body well, and he took a lot of gas out of him. Yeah, I know. I know, but John, like it, it was a good fight. It was uh, one of the better fights on the card. I thought uh, – I thought – I thought Andre fought great. And I was actually surprised because look, there was Andre's been in some wars in the gym. So a lot of stuff, you know, like he's I've seen him take some heavy shots in the gym. You know? And so I got I get a little concerned when you see guys that spar that hard and, and train that hard, how long will their chin last? So I was like, Pahea's a big guy. When I saw them stand up face to face in the cage, I was like, geez, I feel like Pahea's he's an eighty five pounder. For sure he's eighty five pounder. You know, and so um, but then the, they're fighting at that weight. I'm like, man, Andre looks so small. He just looks small next to him, but he's got the power. He's got the explosiveness. Overall, it, it was it was a good fight. I enjoyed the fight. I just wanted I wanted Andre to get the win. That's all. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to be the win. You got to you got to fight a little bit smarter, have a little bit more of a fight IQ, and in knowing where where you could have got the takedown and got got the could have got the win. But again, no time. Last minute. Yeah. What do you expect? Yeah. I know. I, I ride. I, I ride my. But people don't realize I ride my friends a little bit harder than I ride. I people tell you, that are, I don't you're know. brutal. Dude, am, you're brutal at times. I'm the one always going, what are you talking about? Man? You think well, you're, I, you were talking about Islam Makachev against freaking, who was it? Oh, God, I can't. Cody, I think. I can't remember. No. But he, he ends up tapping him with shoulder pressure. And you go, oh, that was horrible. I'm going, it was fantastic. No, I know. He dominated, but it's it's all right. All right, everyone. We are 23 days into 2022, but it is not too late for you to have a good New Year's resolution and when we're looking at good New Year's resolutions, we're talking about getting rid of bad habits like smoking and bringing fume into your life. The fume product is an outstanding way for you to stop smoking, stop vaping, and become a healthier person in 2022. This is a natural way. It helps with that hand-to-mouth feeling that you'll get with smoking, but you don't get the bad effects. You can do it anywhere at any time. You can do it on a bus, on a train, on a plane, in your car. 
and it won't affect anybody else at all. It is just the use of essential oils. The core that you see in the middle of that right there, you take this beautiful little flavoring that you'll get. There's all kinds of flavoring. There's cozy chai, peppermint, black pepper, but there's also cinnamon. The one I've got in here right now, a holiday flavor of candy cane. It's outstanding. I love it. This is your way to either make yourself or someone you love a healthier person in 2022. Use the Fume product and become a person that is a happier and more healthy person coming into 2023, which is a long ways away. So you've got time to do this. Right now, there is a special promo going with Fume. You can get 20% off of the holiday packages if you go to Fume. Now, Fume is F-U-M. Don't put the E on the end. So you're going to go to breathefumefum.com slash weighing in, and you're going to use the weighing in promo code. If you go to Fume, you will find something that you love. You'll love the way that they do their prominence. This is the prominent. It is a fantastically well-crafted piece of wood. Everything that they do is first class. Go to Fume right now. Become a healthier person in 2022 and make it happen now. All the people that I all the all the okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All no, the all, all the people all the people that I that I that I feel like I've become really close with throughout all my training are the people that told me the truth. The people that told me like, hey, you you're a better fighter than that. John Fitch used to ride my ass. Trevor Pringle, same thing. But John Fitch, he's like, what the hell are you doing? You're you're a way better fighter than what you're showing. Do this. Be more active. Push the pace more. These people can't keep up with you. He used to ride me so hard. Be like, you could be this. You could cost check. Same shit. You know what I mean? Like those are the people that I look back and I'm like, man, they really just they really just care. I that ride I was, you all the time. You don't listen to a word I say. Yeah, because it's like old man talk. You know, like <laughs> you know, you got the blabbering old man just kind of like okay, mumbling on. It. It's, yeah, it's the it. blabbering. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Saeed Nurmagomedov against Jeez. Cody Stamen. Look, just fucking money. Man, that, you know, people don't realize when someone puts on, everyone goes, it's a guillotine choke. It's not a guillotine choke. When you get that arm all the way over and you see this thing lock on top of it in that front naked choke position, it is almost impossible to get yourself out of that thing. It is a bitch. You I'm can't surprised he didn't just, the arm. I'm surprised he didn't just put, pop his head out. He should have just popped his head out. <laughs> <laughs> right I, get, exactly. I was actually watching some fights with some fr- with some people that trevor knew and one of them goes it looks like he could just pull his head out i'm like yeah okay yeah i just left it alone i you know you don't want to engage in conversation right you just but it was a beautiful submission <laughs> win nirmaga met off against a very tough dude in cody Stamen. so that was a great performance you talk about you know one of the best actual performances i love that one and then i loved I know that they had the, the young kid, uh, Michael Morales, came in, did a nice job against Trevin Giles, but I thought that the Victor Henry versus Hani oh. Barcelos, holy shit. Best fight of the night. Hands oh, down, fight of the night. Oh, my God. Love that thing. Thank you very much. I'm glad 50 you 50 Gs, baby. 50 Gs. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, it, it had to have been. Dude, he <laughs> was just on point. Man, he looks yeah. so good, and t- you're, you know you're talking about taking a guy in Barcelos so good, good people, national wrestler in Brazil, fucking black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's got great stand-up. This guy is good everywhere, and Henry, you know, I've known Henry from California and stuff. Henry just put him on. He put him on a clinic on counter striking, 
on setting guys up, on being the leader in the fight. He just looked great. He took some shots at times because Barcelos is tough as hell, but, man, he looked good in that fight. He just was all over him. Where is he from, John? I know it was was his debut. I know it was his debut. He's from Orange County, but where where did he come? Did he come from LFA? Did he come? Where did he come from? Well, he used to be with uh, Paulson at I want to say CFC. Is it CFC? Mm. No, see what is it? CFFC, I think is. I think it's CFFSC. No, whatever Paulson's school was, and now he's with you know Josh Barnett. He's just uh, working out all all over in uh, Orange County. I've been told, but man, yeah, look, that was that was was a performance, dude. Yeah, it was was a great performance. Good. So, for him, you know, he—that's his first. I, I know that. Um, I know Josh had got him some uh, fights in Japan, and he had been going, mm-hmm. you know, going back and forth with a couple of different. I know he was with. Um, he did Ryzen, and I'm trying to think of what what other show, but you know, he's he's done well there. But he had a. Uh, uh, damn, I want to say he fought his last fight. I think was against Albert Morales, who fought, you know, in Bellator against. Uh, Patchy Mix, and that uh-huh. was a tough fight for Patchy Mix, and he got a win against him with a rear naked choke. But he's just stand up wise, he's fun to watch. He was putting <coughs> on a clinic. So, what he was was he fighter. was the more re- he was the more relaxed fighter. Yeah, and he got up, which is amazing and, when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, because like he said, I think he said in his post fight interview, he said like I was waiting for the nerves to kick in, like to, to happen, and it never did. He's like I was just out here. And when you're feeling the flow, you're feeling the flow. There's moments yeah. where you come in, you come into the gym, working. and yeah, everything is on. It's just on fire. You're just like, wow, this is the. You can't miss. Yeah. It's yep. like he's calling. He was calling his shots. Everything he was doing, his combinations were on point. He got clipped with some big shots. I think early in the third round, probably yeah. like I think a minute in, minute and a half in, minute in. But then uh, his opponent got tired. And he started getting tired about two and a half minutes into that third round. And he was able to just start picking him apart, picking him apart as the fight went on. But he looked good from beginning of the fight to the end of the fight. The fluidity is more what caught him off, what caught his opponent off guard. Yeah. Was he was just moving. He was punches were coming from different angles. Punches were coming from different movements. He made it look easy last night. And I gotta tell you, I'm surprised that he hasn't been signed earlier. That's he was impressive. He did everything right. The fight was a back and forth fight, but he was dominating almost all the exchanges. In turn, what I mean by back and forth was his opponent started to, to gain a little bit of advantage. He he took it away from him. Took him. Then took he him came back, back yep. and he started leading the fight. And then his opponent started trying to try to take it away from him. Wasn't able to do it, but he understood. He understood when the fight was slipping away, or not slipping away when it could start. The momentum could start changing. And he captured it back. And what I loved about him at the end was at the very at the very end when he was doing his post fight interview, Joe talked to him and he said, "What did he say?" He goes, "I'm 34 years old." He's, like, "I know I've got probably one or two runs left in me." He's like, "I understand what the, what the where my position is right now." He's like, "I ain't got time to fuck around, pretty much. Let's get yep. this going." You you can't be mad at that. This is opportunity. This is exchange. This this he knows what position he's in. These are the fighters that are most dangerous. They're not here to fuck around. They're not here to to clout chase. They're they're, they're legit here to be fighters. And this it took him this long to get here. He doesn't seem like someone who's going to let the opportunity slip away. Great yeah, job. Great performance. Tip my hat to him. Hands down, best fight of the night. Hands yeah, down. The, the other one, if you want to get a big difference in it, and, and I know a lot of people were talking about Mandalena. And how good he looked, the kid from Australia, mm-hmm. coming in. But look, the the level of opponent completely different. Yeah. Nothing against P. Rodriguez, but he was in a 
he was in over his head walking into that cage as far as just the pressure of being there and everything, yeah. and you could see it. So Mandalena looked good, but not not with a guy like you know Victor Henry and who he fought in Barcelos. Big difference in competition, and that's why I say that was the performance of the night by far. John, we so let me ask people this. I heard a lot of people. I saw a lot of people tweeting and texting, and they were texting me saying, "Man, I'm not paying this amount of money for this fight." And then, especially after people had sent me um, uh, a link to something that said there was 11 people making their debut last night. Was it 11, 11 fight? Okay, it maybe eight. it dropped. Maybe it dropped down. It, maybe it, it dropped. Down. Because, they lose, yeah, they lose we lost the one COVID. fight that we really wanted to see. We wanted to see Jordan against uh, Tapuria, but that didn't happen. Damn, that was going to be a. I think that would have been fight of the night for sure. But look, Henry, oh, Henry man. delivered, man. Oh yeah, H- Henry delivered. I, I, I was actually when I was watching the Henry fight, I'm like, did I miss the Jordan fight? Where the hell is the Jordan fight? <laughs> I, know, I was like, man, what happened? Me. I text you. I'm like, what the, what the hell just happened? And uh, I was like, maybe they bumped it to the main card. Like maybe they put it up higher up because they figured it'd be a good fight. No, and you know, I text you, and you're like, no, no, no. No, I got yeah, pushed or got, something happened. Yeah, I dropped off. That sucks. Um, but look, for 11, for, for let's just say, okay, let's just say eight. Eight people making their debut. Are you really paying $74 or 75 bucks for people to yes, make their debut? Yes, I did. That's yes, the I thing. did. <laughs> John. That, yes, but if you're, the casu- if, you're the, if you're the casual fan at home or if you're just a fan, that's, uh, even if you're a hardcore and you're like, yeah, I want to see the, the main event. Yeah, I want to see the co-main. You know it's going to be a good fight. And then you you buy that that I'm sorry, but that card last night was not worth. Well, it wasn't worth seventy five bucks. It could be that there are people that are disappointed with it, and so they won't buy the next one. But you got to go with. Do you want to miss that when it's you don't know what's going to happen? And no, so is yeah, it worth yeah. the money to? Yeah, it's worth the money to. Well, isn't like hindsight fifty fifty or twenty twenty or hindsight twenty twenty? There you go. Whatever fifty fifty is some weird ass hindsight, but. <laughs> See, for me, right? For me, right? I would just, I, I, obviously, I, I look back now and I'm like, damn, I'm glad I didn't buy it. I'm glad I didn't buy it. <laughs> so, All right, we had Matt. Uh, Tony Gravely looked good against Oliveira. That was a good fight, tough fight, but Matt Frivola against Valdez. Gennaro Valdez, you're talking about the crazy Irishman versus the crazy Mexican. My God, what a fight. <laughs> Jesus Frivola hit him with shots, and Valdez would not stop coming. He would not quit. He would get back up. I mean, it was just guns blazing, step on the gas. One of us is going down. It, you know, it was in the first round. I don't know how long it went. Probably went three minutes, but it should have. It could have maybe even been shorter than that. But I don't. Did you see that fight, or you didn't see no, that? No, I did. I did. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Holy shit! Matt Frivola, that was fun. Thank you very much. And same, Mr. Valdez. God damn, you're a tough son of a bitch. Are we getting 50 Great Gs fight. out of this fight? Are we getting hey, 50 they Gs? They should have, man. They should have because they fucking put it on. They were both going for it. That that you, you talk about, you remember you know when you were fighting and you are fighting in the UFC, Dana would come in the back and he says, you know, put it all on the line and he would talk yeah. to you guys. And, you, know, you know, the people are paying to watch. Well, yeah. If he's still giving that talk, they listen because man, they both put it on the line. They just went at it. They from from five seconds into the start of the fight, they were both stepping on the gas, man. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. hard. That's that's the thing when you guys like when young talent, young fighters, they come in, they need to they need to absorb what that moment when Dana's telling people. 
This yeah. this is what you've been waiting for. There's there's nowhere else to go but here. Like you know what I mean? Like when he's talking to you in the back, he's saying, "Where are you gonna go? You can only become champion here, and this is it. Like you have nothing. Let it all out there. This is." All those times when you were trying to hold it back or you were afraid to lose in a lower promotion, well, now you're here. Like, you're going to lose here, you're going to win here, but you got to let it all hang out. And so if you're saying the fight right. was the way it was, then, then hey, oh, some, one of them did. lived up to it. Good they stuff. They did. Um, last one I'll talk about, Vanessa Diamapoli. <laughs> I'm sorry for screwing yeah. up your name there. Uh, her fight against uh, Gomez was... I mean, she came out, she got blitzed uh, with a right hand that put her, she was out going down, hits the ground, wakes up, takes a couple more shots. Frank Trigg is the referee. He lets it go, and she ends up grabbing the arm, does all the right things, scoops the leg, brings her over, gets the arm bar victory, and then jumps in Joe Rogan's yeah. arms. <laughs> Joe Rogan's doing an interview carrying a female fighter. I go, that's fantastic. I thought it, it was, was great. Good. It was. Those are, it was great. Those are the moments. Those are the moments. Like you finally, you're in the winner's circle. You get to do whatever the hell you want. Live it up, man. I thought it was great. I thought it was, it was great awesome. on Joe's part for picking her up. Like she oh, put the leg great. up and Joe, Joe went and lifted. He's got the mic. He's doing the interview. I thought it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, Sean Brady just posted a video, like a gif of me when I picked up Joe Silva and sprung, oh, swung him Nate. around. Yeah, yeah. For Nate. And that was just, it was one of those things like you're in the moment. You I think I think it was awesome, man. I think good on Joe so, uh, Joe Joe Rogan for doing that as well. He could have oh, been yeah, like he could have been like I'm not picking you up, chick. Good you on know? Vanessa, man. She had fun. Yeah. She had a, she got a great win, and then uh, she had her moment because she was like she's Joe Rogan. She's yeah, all excited. <laughs> that was great. What'd you say, Dave? I said she also got fifty G's. Oh, fifty there you go. G's, baby, fifty, 50 G's. G's. What what uh what these the younger fighters need to remember is this is that things like that they go a long way with Joe with not Joe sorry with uh with Dana and the promotion when you do things like that it shows a little bit of character it makes it easier yep. for fans to want to like you like which you. means oh you have a personality oh you know what fans are going to start to flock to you and follow you and guess what that's what we want let's give you the money to keep being who you are and so when that situation happened I mean it wasn't. There were some there were some decent fights like uh you know last night. Uh the Henry fight to me was hands down. I didn't see the one that you said that came out for three minutes and they threw down. Oh, for both. So, yeah, but awesome. um but good stuff, man. Uh Dave, what are we done with the card? Because I don't we're I don't have a screen here. I can't see. We're it. good. We don't have to go anywhere. There's only one more to talk about, really, so okay. done. All right, talk. Let's see. What do you got for us there, podcast, Dave? So um, just uh, let's get your reaction to these fighter purses. So these are the minimum earnings. Um, I mm -hmm. know that Moreno and Figueredo get fight of the night. So um, that was, uh, you know, 50 grand, obviously. Um, but they got, they earned a minimum of 200,000 to Moreno and 150 to Figueredo. Um, and then Garnon and Garnon got um, 500 and 600, respectively. Mm. Look, at they're all going to make mean, a lot more money than that. Let's just be honest, okay? They are? That is, as you said, minimum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they bought. They all have. Well, mm -hmm. Fran, for hold on, Francis and Cyril both have pay per view points. Do they not? They're both champions. Do the interim, I don't know. I don't know yes. if the interims get them. Do they? Yep, he gets it. Okay. So both both of them are going to get pay per view points. You know, Brandon Moreno is going to get pay per view points. I don't know about Devinson based upon where he's coming in uh, yeah. as ex champion. Maybe not, but you know. 
there's there's a lot of extra money there that's not being shown on that. So, you know, this is one of the that's when when Francis comes out and says, "I'm not fighting for five or six hundred thousand dollars anymore." If you're, when you're the champ, you don't have to worry about fighting for five or six hundred thousand dollars. You get a lot more. You know, you're getting that pay per view. So just keep winning, and you'll be making a whole lot more money. But I understand he wants that base pay of you know something more. But you know, those numbers. I hate when they put them out. First off, in reality, it's no one's business what someone makes. Uh, it's so weird they do that, man. It, it's just it weird. And, it's, and when the commission, because the commission only gets the bout contract. They don't get the, the fighter's contract. So they don't know yeah. all the back-end stuff that is there and what's in the contract and what the fighter is getting paid. All they know is, here's the check for this fight. I look at the contract. The contract says they're going to fight for this. And here is that check, and I'm handing it to him. So they put it on the thing, yeah. but that doesn't mean that's all the fighters getting. Yeah, I mean, like I didn't know you could do that until Strike Forces started, and you know, my my first contract, we didn't we didn't do it. But then when I got into my second contract, and I made a lot more money, and yeah. they started asking me, "What do you want to show?" You know, because like it's open to the public. You're still going to pay yeah. tax on the whole thing, sure. But no, you're but the commission post, yeah, yeah. You don't get away with that part. But you're still going to pay tax on the whole thing. But then the commission releases to the public for the media. So I always used to put, you know, a fraction of what I made, sure. you know, down there. And, um, you know, and, and you then all these people one, going, man, I can't believe he only fights for that. Or I know what yeah. he fights for. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't know. No. Yeah. yeah. So there was that. And then also I did when I went back to the UFC, the UFC still doesn't kind of they, they still kept it to where they showed all my money. What I was making, not all my money, but they showed a percentage of what I, a pretty good percentage of what I was making. Mm-hmm. And so, but then when I went to, when I went to Bellator, then it went back down to like, I showed nobody anything. I just, I prefer not to. I don't want people thinking that you, you make all this Nobody's money business. because then, yeah, but then it it's, also affects. Well, the reality of it was this is I had actually people sending like links to people that I was related to. And then my family would like started realizing that it was public record. They could see what I made. I thought it was weird. <laughs> I'm like, this is so weird. And then, then like Thanksgivings and Christmas became like a, oh, how much I saw you made this much money at the, you know, I was like, this is not why I don't want to be, totally like, wrong. I don't want to be at family functions talking about what I made. And like, it's, it's, it just, it got annoying. So I just always try to keep it separate. Yeah. Anyways, um, look, overall though, Francis, you're, you are right. Francis will eventually probably start to make more in terms of he's on his last fight of his original contract, right? Or the last, that, one that was his had. last fight. That was. Yeah, that was his last fight. So we'll. So now what's going to happen there? What's going to happen? What's that? I don't. Well, does it extend it one fight? You. It extends it one fight or one year. Well, it actually, yeah, his will extend one fight or one year. So, but does, doesn't it always extend fight. it one fight? Doesn't it always just continue to extend it one fight? That's what I've, no, I've heard. No, it's well one fight. So if he takes a fight and he fights again and wins, it'll extend it another fight. That's but what it, I thought, yeah. but it's only a year. So if he goes the full year without fighting, he can become a free agent. And he can yeah, but then but if they offer him a fight and he turns it down, then no. it extends it for four to six months. No, it's only a year because it's off of his original contract. Mm. So he could get out if he sat on his ass for a year. I don't think he should do that. No. I think that would be a mistake. I think that uh, he and the UFC need to uh, you know, sit down, talk, Come to an agreement. I think the UFC has someone that they can really get behind. Think about this, Josh. Before, when when Francis was coming up, the UFC 
pushed him big. Mm-hmm. If you recall the marketing that went behind when he was going to fight Stipe the first time, everything was about Francis and Francis yeah. knocking everybody out and the power and you can't stop this guy. He hits harder than any human being. Look at this meter thing that we have, all that bullshit. And they were all behind him. And Stipe used the same fucking tactic that Francis just used. He used wrestling. He took him off his feet, took him out of his his game, and got the win. And then all of a sudden, Francis wasn't quite that guy. Then he had the bad fight with Derek Lewis. And that's when they kind of went, and then he's come back and he's had these great knockouts that they want to see. They're just you know in that position now where there, there's been friction. They just need to mend those fences. Don't burn the bridge. You know, just figure out what it's going to take to make you know both of you happy. The the boxing thing. There's one thing that I hope Francis uh, can be shown in this fight that he just had with Cyril Gon, who's a good stand-up fighter. Dude, you will get murked by Tyson Fury. Okay, you and I have a bet on that, and I hope that bet never comes about. Yeah, after I watched he, last night, I hope he will get fucking destroyed <laughs> in a boxing match. Now, if you took and put Tyson Fury into the cage, I'm going to go with Francis Ngannou, okay, because he's going to take Tyson off his feet and he's going to beat him up there. But in a boxing match, come on, get rid of the boxing stuff. Let that yeah. shit go to the side. And you're you're a great. MMA fighter, you're a great champion now. Just go and fix it. Get behind, you know, your promoter. Let them get behind you and have a great career. John, let me ask you. Somebody posted this the other day on Twitter, and it made it made a lot of sense. If he leaves the UFC, no one's going to bat an eye. It's not going to affect the UFC at all. No, not a, it's, really it's not, not. going to affect their money. It's not going to affect their promotion. It's not going to affect their heavyweight division. It won't affect anything. They it, it that the the promotion and the heavyweight division won't even skip a beat. It it will just he'll just fade off into the sunset, wherever he'll be gone. And 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 they'll, they'll maybe they'll bring him back. Maybe they won't. But if he wanted to come back, but the bottom line is, the UFC, the promotion and the division will not suffer at all if he leaves. And I agree with you. He needs to he needs to sit down with them and really hash it out and be like, yep. "Hey, this is what we need to do. This is what we want." And I, I and I hope that damn he- boxing match never does happen because I don't want to lose that money. So, well, <laughs> as, as, as simple as it gets, and this is where you know people don't remember this, but Andre Arlovsky, mm-hmm. same thing. Okay, he was the UFC champion. He ends up losing it. He's still with the UFC. And he's talking about boxing. He's going down to, you know, uh, Hollywood and working out with Freddie Roach at the wild card. And he's talking about being a boxer and wanting to have you know, boxing matches and things like that. And look, the UFC tried hard to re-sign him. And he got mad and they kind of benched him for a while. And he just, you know, he wrote it out. And then he ended up getting to become a free agent. And he went and he fought Fedor in affliction. Yeah. Okay. Made a lot of money. But he got knocked out there. But it was that whole boxing thing again. And the UFC has had these situations. And you can see that you can see where Andre is now. Andre's back with the UFC. Now he had a lot of fights that he went. He went and he fought for Strike Force. He went and fought for Affliction, like I said. You know, fought with the World Series of Fighting. He lost to Rumble Johnson in the, yep. in the very first, first or second World Series of Fighting. But he's the guy, if you're, you know, 
Francis, go talk to Andre. Just go talk to him because it's just not it's not what you're thinking. I'm not saying if if you want to say I want to get that giant payday and you think that's going to happen fighting Tyson Fury, all right. But the UFC has a promotion; they're not going to want it because their guy's going to lose. I'm just being honest. Yeah. And so yeah. they know that going in there. You know, Dana's not stupid when it comes to boxing, and so. The only thing that makes it okay for them is they get a lot of money. That's just that's just being honest. That's the only thing that'll make them go, okay, we'll let you do it because they're going to get a lot of money. That's what they did but, with Connor. But if he leaves, if he leaves, like if his contract expires and he leaves and he does it without them, then he can do it himself. Well, that's different. Yeah, he can do it himself, but he's going to have to sit. Yeah. He's 35 years old right now. Yeah. He's right in the prime of his fighting life. Okay. And heavyweights can go a little bit, they can go longer based upon, you know, just the level of people and everything that's there. But you figure, okay, he's got six, seven years left. You're going to sit one of those out? Yeah. That's tough. Well, I look at, I also look at it in there because you're, you're complaining about money, but you got to make more money, you got to fight. <clears throat> you don't make Hello? money unless you're fighting. You make a little bit of money if you're not fighting, but if you're the champ, but you're not, you're not going to make it, it what you could be making. I mean, I look at this, but he also apparently tore his ACL or he hurt his knee leading up to this fight. So yeah. is he going to get surgery? Is he going to be out for a year? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, uh, Dave, what else? Um, so last thing I think on this fight is John Jones tweets out uh, in response to in response to the win last night and says, if this is the apex of heavyweight fighting, I'm excited about it. Got some more records to break. Uh, I love how everyone, I love how everyone gets so impressed with the new guy. LOL. And then he says, LOL, shit. I may just retire. I may just enjoy retirement. And then he says, at the end of the day, I'm fucking them both up. <laughs> Quite a lot in his mind, I, obviously. John, it's not even. It's not even fucking close. It's not. <laughs> And this is it's where you went, close. this is when you know I'm gonna I'm gonna bash oh. on you. This is when your when your man DC said that shit about John Jones oh. will never be bullshit. He's just way better than both of these guys. John would have taken Cyril down and beat him to death on the ground. <laughs> beat him to he death. He would have fucking subbed him in like two seconds. Yeah, you know, it's just it's not close. John Jones, close. as far as fight IQ and just the ability, I'm just saying, man. Yeah, look, at I'm not saying Francis could knock him out. He could hit him with a shot. Cyril could knock him out. Anyone could get knocked out. But if you're looking at these guys fighting, they fight 10 times. John Jones definitely going to win nine of them. No, he's going to win 11 of them. Okay, there you go. <laughs> the 10. I'm sorry, I'm, man. I'm just, I'm just going off of, okay, I'll give one to him, but no. Like, I guess maybe we're just jumping the gun a little bit because last I'm night's performance by game. both of these fighters was not a great performance. And yeah, so it, this is easy. when you're looking at the level of competition too. And when they fight John, that's a step up in level. John, this is all because your hindsight is 50-50, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. That's it's why. You see it now. You see it now because you just watched him fight last night. It wasn't a great performance it. by both guys. And so, you know, we're looking at what we remember what John is capable of. And we're just saying, no, I'm 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 on your side completely. Um, outside of just getting clipped by say Francis. But I don't even, I don't think that I don't think Cyril has the Cyril has the power to uh to knock John out. 
doesn't I mean, have the game to. He doesn't, he have, doesn't the have the game. To game stop he doesn't have the game to stop him. He doesn't have the game to stop him on the feet. Doesn't have the game to stop him on the ground. Doesn't doesn't have the wrestling oh. to stop his takedowns. You know, and, and we had called it already that Cyril is not a good wrestler, and we saw that he got ta- he got he got taken down and and dominated from the top position. Francis yep. Ghana was mounting him. Yeah. He was putting him out. He was taking his back. He was seat belting him. He was controlling the position. I mean, you know, he's, John's gonna have a little bit, probably maybe a little bit harder time with Ngannou, but not much. Yeah. One takedown, one takedown, and John on top of him. I mean, if Ngannou hits his back and he's ended up being black with his back flat on the ground, John gonna unleash those elbows, and you're gonna see, holy shit! And I just want to know, like Francis, you can tell is just physically strong, super oh, yeah. strong, no doubt. How no. will John deal with that? With that, but you, we've already seen last night that. He loads up a lot. He misses a lot. Like we've seen him connect, and we've seen people get decapitated over him and other guys. But he also swings. If you go back and watch those fights, his punches are coming from weird angles, and he's swinging recklessly in those combinations. And that, in the, it's not like it's coming from his face, like boom, 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 and tight technique. John Jones is gonna throw that calf or not calf kick, but that thigh kick to the front of Francis's knee. He's gonna keep him at bay that way. Use his reach. And then when he gets in too close and overextends, he's gonna take him down. And from then on, I don't think I don't think either one of these guys gets up off the bottom from John. You go back and watch the second fight with uh Gus Gustafson, and John gets on top of him, and it's fucking murderer's row. And the one thing that Gus was really good at was getting up. He was good at getting up. He was good at stuff and take that. He was good at getting back to his feet because that's where he yep. did a lot of his work. These neither one of these guys is like that. Neither one of them. And so. uh yeah, John Jones is going to be the champion. But if he's retired, I mean, why are we even having this conversation? If you listen to Dana White, this guy's retired. Why are we even having this conversation? This is ridiculous. <laughs> and he's been out for, for however many years. He's been out longer than Henry Cejudo. But he's retired. Exactly. Why are we having this conversation? Anyways, you guys know I'm because just he's, screwing because he's, because he's training with Henry Cejudo. Come on, man. Fight yeah. ready can have two. Fight ready with Henry Cejudo can have two UFC champions. John, I'm going to say this, though. Do you think last night when Dana's watching Figueredo fight that style where he's got the wide stance, it was kind of a slower paced fight, that he's like, fuck, he's training with Henry. This is why I don't want to sign Henry or fucking Figueredo. And <laughs> like, he's like, this, this is the style that he fights. I don't want this in my fucking, he's, he's fucking probably. Pulling the rest of his, his nubbins out, his little hair out. He's like, shit. Oh, man. It's got to be driving Dana crazy. And then if he's John comes out rub, and fights like that. He's forehead so much, it's all shiny. I would love to see John Jones come out and fight that style where he's real he's wide stance. Just, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm going to fight like Henry. Fucking everything's going to be about Henry. I fucking love it. I love it. Anyways, <laughs> it's just going to piss. It's going to piss Dana off, man. Even yeah. more. It oh, it's it great. Is. All right. What else you got for us? All right, <clears throat> let's talk about some fight announcements. So uh, the big one first is Glover Teixeira versus uh, Giri Prochaska, uh, set for UFC 274, um, which I imagine is... yeah. Did you say Jury? Did you say Jury? Uh, Josh, I don't... Yuri. 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 It's not... It's Jury. Not my, Yuri. It's Yuri Prochaska. It's not my place to know how to pronounce the name. I thought you did pretty good with the Prochaska there. You did good. Thank you. Nice Thank job, you. dude. Don't encourage this kind of behavior, John. <laughs> no, that's May seventh. That's that. I think that's a that's an interesting fight. Look, Yuri is he's unique and he's he's odd. Uh, 
he throws things from weird angles and stuff, but he is going to be uh, in a position where if Glover takes him down, he's going to be fighting someone that uh, is going to quickly take a lot of gas out of his tank, make him tired, and, and he's got a great gas tank. I'm, so I'm not, not putting it down at all. But he's got to keep this fight on the feet for as long as he can. Make it rough on Glover. He's got more speed, more length. Uh, I think he's even got more, I don't want to say power, but it's close. It's tied. Um, he has his advantages in this fight, but he's definitely got his disadvantages. And if Glover does like what he did against Jan and gets that takedown and gets on top, it's gonna it's gonna be a long round for Yuri, and he's gonna have to survive that round to come back and hopefully not get taken down again because Glover's been fighting very intelligently lately. And you know, since he's he's gotten up in age, he's doing things as far as his training smarter, the way he's fighting is smarter. He kind of kind of lost it a little bit with Thiago Santos when he started banging with him in the thing. I'm saying take it down, but he's been doing great so. This is a great fight. It's it's the old versus the new. We're going to see if the intelligence of Glover and what he does can take uh, the uh, sparkle off of Yuri, who's a great fighter. I'm not not putting him down in any ways. I, I love him. I've been watching him since uh, I uh, I refed him back in Japan, and he he's a special guy. He's going to be fun to watch for a while. Uh, all the things you said, ditto. <laughs> no, it, it really That's just right. comes down to. He's got Glover's got tight boxing, but he's slowed down. Okay, yeah. he doesn't have the speed. I would say power might be mutual, but the explosiveness yeah. to get there, I'd give it to Yuri. Yuri, it, Yuri long, Yuri's longer. Okay, yep. but when this fight hits the ground, which I think it will hit the ground, Yuri leaves himself out of position and he overextends on a lot of things. If he can't stop a takedown, you can see exactly what you saw against uh, Blahovich, where once he gets on top, it could change the dynamic of this fight. If you go yeah, back please. and you watch, remember the. Uh, uh, Nemkov fight with Yuri. I know this was a long time ago, you guys. Okay, but Nemkov on top was doing some work. Okay, he's good. He's good in the top position. It makes people tired, whatever it is. But Yuri off of his back is not a barn burner. And so Glover Teixeira is phenomenal on top. He's probably the best guy I think in the whole weight class across all promotions. No doubt about weight, it. You know, in terms of like on top pressure, heavy hips. Submission chasing, ground and pound, making you work. He's good in that top position and control. And he's slow on the takedown, but when he does get it and he gets to that top, I don't know a lot of guys are going to be able to stop what he does from the top position. Like you said, he's training smarter. He's not training harder. He's getting better in terms of his fight IQ. And he is just, and to think he's, you know, he's, I feel like he's coming into his prime at 40 something years old, at 40, 41 years old. He's just fighting a smarter fight. It's brilliant on his part. I wish him the very best. Glover is one of those guys when you see him, you always say hi to him because he's always got a smile. He's always a nice guy. He's always saying hi to you. Yeah, he's such a great person, man. And I think that's why so many people were happy for him to win the title. And then the way he did it was great. Are you kidding? I was thrilled. You know what I mean? One of the the nicest guys there is in the sport. Yeah, and he's genuine about it. It's not the fake shit. Like, he's real. And so I love that about him. And uh, but Yuri, Yuri's got his hands full, man. If this fight hits the ground, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all with uh, with Glover. And with Yuri, he's got to stick and move, stick and move. He's got to stay on the outside. Don't don't let his back hit the fence either. And and he, I think he's got a good chance. The speed and the and the speed and the reach will be a little bit of a problem for Glover. Yeah, but overall, overall, good. John, the speed's overall, good. 
stylistically, it makes for a very fun fight. It does. It makes for a very fun it's fight. It's interesting. But yeah, you look if it at stays look, on the, if it stays on the feet, Yuri's gonna win the fight. I'm gonna go to Michael Bisbing though. You know, Michael Bisbing and him winning the title from Rockhold and then coming out and then fighting and defending it. Not a lot of people thought he'd get past Henderson. Not a lot of people thought he'd get past other guys. And he did. You know, uh, I think, we are, I don't know. Are we, are we, are we, uh, overlooking Glover? I mean, in this situation, cause Yuri's been, he's looked so good. He's had great performances since he's been in the UFC. Are we overlooking him? I mean, uh, I'm I think, not, I'm I think not so. overlooking anything he can do. Yeah, I love what he can do, and I love what he's doing right now as far as how smart he's being and stuff. But if you're looking at this, you know, in a this systematic fashion, he has his his advantages. Yeah, but he has to get the fight there because the fight starts with the advantages of his opponent. Yeah, it starts on the feet. His his opponent's got better range. Is very difficult to get into because of his length. Uh, he controls distance very well. He's in and out. He angles off. He takes strange angles at times, ones that you go, what, what, what? but he, he makes it work for him. One of the things that I, I'll give Glover I think I thought was smart is one of the first people that uh, Glover contacted about helping him with this camp, Mo Law. Nah. Called up King Mo, a guy that beat Yuri, a guy that has been in the cage with him multiple times, and or excuse me, the ring, <laughs> he's been in yeah, there with true. him multiple times and said, hey, can I have your help with this? And, you know, Mo, absolutely. And so that was a smart move because he, here's a guy that's been in there and can give him some ideas about what, you know, he's going to see, what he's going to feel. So, you know. yeah. Mo, Mo is probably one of the most underrated coaches in the business right now. You know, he's out absolutely. of America's top team. He's probably one. Of, he is a nerd and a geek when it comes to this stuff. He watches <laughs> Total film. nerd. He he's a he's a day he's a podcast Dave type nerd also with the WWE stuff, but he's also a nerd when it comes to the MMA game. I remember when he came to train with me, a uh, train at AKA, and he's talking to me about about Josh. You were the first guy in the UFC to do the Superman punch. You were the first guy to do this. I remember watching your fight in the WFA. I remember this, and I'm like, God, I, I haven't even seen my fight in the WFA. Like, where'd you get the video? <laughs> I was like, I don't even know where to find it. This guy is a nerd when it comes to that, but he knows he understands the sport. He knows what you're good at. He's another one of those guys when I talked about earlier that would tell you what like it was. You know, you could have won that fight a little easier, or you could have you could have won that fight by doing this, or you sh- you should be doing more of this because you're really good in this. People can't stop you when you do this. You want those kind of people around you that tell you the truth, not the hype man. And he's one of those guys that just tells you like, hey, you're very good in this department. Your jab is this, or your inside kick is this, your push kick is this. Those are the kind of people that you want around you. And he's phenomenal, and uh, he's one of the most uh, underappreciated, I think, uh, coaches in the game right now. So yeah. definitely but, uh, not underappreciated by the guys at ATT. They don't. No, not at all. No, they all talk oh. high, very highly of them. Nope. Uh, next, Dave. Uh, <clears throat> so oh, wait, 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 <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Wait, wait, stop. John, is this going to be a revolving door at 205 because John Jones now is gone? Because you've got, let's say Yuri wins. Now you've got Rakic fighting uh, somebody as well. Whoever wins that fight, I mean, he's going to end up fighting, you know, whoever wins probably for the title. Do you think it's going to be a revolving door for a little bit until someone settles in to become the champ for a long time? Unless John Jones decides to lose a lot of weight and go back down. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be honest. You don't get the very, very rarely do you get the guy who is so dominant. And John was yeah. that guy. Yeah. And so now you're taking a look at and people, you know, this is where, you know, it's all marketing and stuff. And the UFC has their thing, but, you know, oh, this is the greatest guy since. No. 
Everybody else in the light heavyweight division, it's very close. And it's just a matter of, you know, on this night, this guy fights a little bit better. John was in that position where, let's just be honest, he could not train and he could not fight his best. He'd still come out with the win. Now, some of them were close at times, but he was still getting those wins. And then when he got motivated, you know, and this is the difference between, you know, you know, him fighting someone like a Thiago Santos or a Dominic Reyes or him fighting a DC. He got motivated with DC. When he was going to fight DC, John was training. John was, he wanted to prove a point. So you have different levels of John Jones. And, uh, and I think with the light heavyweights now, you've got a, a list of guys that could all be the guy on a given night. And so, yeah, I think you'll see the, the title changing hands more often. Got it. Uh, Dave, what, what next? So Paddy Pimblett is set to return um, at UFC London. So UFC announced that they're returning to London, which was also a big announcement, um, on March 19th. And he's going to fight Jared Gordon. Oh, sorry, against uh, Kazula No, Vargas. he's fighting Kazula Vargas. My, my bad, John. My bad. He was Well, I, th- I think Dana White had come out saying that he was going to fight Jared Gordon. And then he came out saying, no, I'm not. <laughs> now, I don't know where the, where the miscommunication was, but there was obviously some type of miscommunication between the fighters, the matchmakers, the president. Something got mixed up. You know, Dana's not going to well, come out and, and say there's a fight that is not going to happen. He, as far as if he's told something, he'll he'll put it out at times. But someone gave him bad information on the Jared Gordon. Well, it could have it been just a misunderstanding also. Maybe yeah. there was two people that were there. Look, the not just Dana, but Coker. And I've also um, worked with some other people in, in terms of promoters. You're dealing with a lot of fighters. You're yeah. dealing with a lot of fighters. Names get mixed up. And so it's probably just an honest mistake. But yeah. overall, uh, Patty Pimlet, he's going to return in London, which is going to be a little bit more pressure for him in a big in the big promotion, fighting in front of his hometown. Now, sure, he used to fight there all the time. That's good. I get it. But it's not going to be the same. The, the crowd, the no, noise. No, it'll be the, different. It'll be different. So... You know, um, we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. I mean, they're gonna be doing him. Like, I, I haven't heard of his opponent. Yeah, wonder why. <laughs> John, John. I mean, that's just. But going to London. This is this is what the UFC does very well. We talked about this I, a bunch of time. They're I'm good at building their fighters. No, no, you should not putting them fighters. down. No, no, you, I'm not, you them down. not in this not situation. Down. Not in this no, situation. They've got a young, smart. talented prospect, so they're gonna try to build yeah. up and and give him some uh, some of the easier fights, which is good. Don't blame I like him. him. Seems very marketable. He's got to cut his hair, man. Gosh, it's fucking <laughs> driving me crazy. It's driving you don't like me crazy. that haircut? No, I don't like Come it. Come on, man. I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see Michael Bisbing with that haircut, though. Oh. <laughs> that'd be great. Oh man, it'd be great. That's horrible. All right, next. All right, last story. Um, uh, not another fight announcement. Tom Aspinall, John's dark horse for 2022, um, is booked. To headline UFC London against Ooh, Volkov. There you go. See, yeah. moving him up. Hello, yeah, Aspinall's, Aspinall's the man. I'm telling you guys. I think I think Aspinall is the guy that's going to give it to the the two guys we just saw last night. He's going to have. A, I want to see his stand up get a lot better. Obviously, but him on the ground is way better than than the, the other two we just saw last night. So, but does he have the wrestling to get it there? That's going to be the question. I like that he's slow playing it. He's taking his time. He's young. He's got plenty of time to grow. But I think I think he's going to end up being your champion later on, unless something terribly goes wrong. You know, I think he's going to end up being the champion. Tom Aspinall, I think is the guy. Uh, he, 
what, <laughs> John. He's got he's got it all. You take a look at yeah. him. His wrestling's not bad. Yeah, his not. wrestling's actually gotten pretty damn good. His jujitsu's really good. His stand up is pretty damn good. Yeah, he moves pretty well for a, uh, a heavyweight. I th- I see in the future him and Cyril Gaon being a in- really interesting fight. Yeah, really interesting fight. I think it'd be um, a question of who gets in the top position. And right now, if it was a grappling, I'm going to tell you Aspinall is going to be that guy. Yeah, I think Aspinall subs him if he can get him down. He's got to be able to get in on the legs and get him down, though. Yep. He's got decent wrestling, but he's got good enough wrestling to take him down. You know, I think last night what we saw was Ngano did a lot of forcing of the... Oh, shit. Lights went out. Sorry. Look at that. You're in the dark. You've been in the dark <laughs> your entire life. <laughs> that is, like, not... That's not that's, even that like is the, real dark because he can't right? find anything. He just turned out the lights on. I don't understand. Man, they, they, all these studios the we go to, they all have here. all these studios <laughs> we go to. They all have the sensor lights, and I'm like, why? If you guys are in here filming for for over an hour, I mean, like, that's they just funny. shut off. Anyways, I, I think Aspinall. <laughs> yeah, these guys. Um, the wrestling, the the ability for Aspinall to get the takedown. If he can do that, I think he's going to have a good chance of being coming the champion. I think yeah. the gra- he's very well rounded. If they slow play him, which I think they should, I know he's going to be main eventing, but that doesn't mean that he's going to end up fighting the top three and four guys, you know, uh, here shortly. But like, like well, he said, word, he wants what, to get to what, his new what's contract. What's Volkov number five? Uh, Volkov, uh, let me just see here. Uh, Volkov is number what's five. Wow, John. Yeah, number yeah. five. Yeah. yeah, look at that. So. He's, he's fighting. In, he's fighting in the top five. Now is he, who's, it's who's, hard to go back. Oh, I thought he said he was fighting somebody else. Who's he fighting? Volkov. Alexander Volkov. Oh, yeah, foot, oh. Foot, I thought seven, you said somebody oh. else. I thought he said somebody else. Six foot Sorry. eight inch Volkov. Which, if you're looking at it, if Aspinall gets him down, the fight's over. Aspinall's going to get him. Done. But he's got to get him down. Yeah, he's got to get past that push kick. Yep. That long jab and that push kick. What that do you think he can kick do? And that long jab. Exactly. Yeah. Next, Dave. Interesting. That, that will wrap us up for today's show. All right. Well, 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 well. Well, we were able from, to all the way from Idaho, and then where you're in Tennessee, and Tennessee podcast Dave is in Austin, Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas. So, uh, overall, overall, good stuff. Hey, everyone, you guys, I want you want to remind you guys uh, to tune in and watch my Kansas City Chiefs lay it down on the <laughs> Buffalo Bills today. <laughs> Ooh, let's go one, baby let's go it's gonna that's be a good, a good game one. i mean realistically i mean there's a lot I, I was really surprised that tennessee lost yesterday to uh to the Bengals. Cincinnati, man. and cincinnati beat us Joe like, Burrow. Sec- yeah cincinnati beat us chiefs in game 16 of the season man <sighs> right right before we got into the playoffs not a very big yep. confidence booster for myself they're playing <laughs> lights out right now so hopefully uh and, my, and the funny part is my brother's a, a, a cincinnati Bengals fan Oh, really? So if it ends if it ends up the Chiefs and the Bengals in the in the in the championship AFC championship game, I'm gonna have to oh. give them a little strangle. <laughs> it's gonna be, be tough for the Chiefs to get past the Bills if they play like they did last week. Yeah, and then but we're playing in Kansas City though, which would be nice. Like they played in Buffalo last week. We're playing in Kansas City this time, so the crowd energy. I think hopefully we get it done. Although we've had a better record on the road this year than we have at home, which seems weird. The last two years, that's what's been going on. Uh, maybe they feel just feel too comfortable at home. But regardless, hey, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash weighing in. Use that promo code 
And still, we have a new shirt up there called Beast Mode, or actually, like Dave likes to put it, is Beat Mode. But Beast oh. Mode is up there. It's a, it's a cool uh, artwork uh, done by one of my buddies who does a lot of artwork for Marvel and some other people as well. And uh, it was a pretty cool little design that he did for for John and I and the Wayne In podcast. We'd love it. And so it's up. We put it up on a shirt for you guys. Take a pick. Take a look at it. Take a peek at it, as I was trying to say. And uh, see what you guys think. Pick one up. Use that promo code and still. And uh, post a picture of you guys wearing it. It's pretty dope. We loved it. And so hopefully you guys like it as well. Also, hit that subscribe button in our main channel and go down to the link down below. That'll take you to our Wayne in Extra channel. And we do a show there called Wayne Interjection. So hit that subscribe button there in our in our Wayne in Extra channel. And um, we had a great time. We're filming all the way from Idaho. I'm on the road traveling a little bit right now. And then next week, we have Bellator, which we will talk about on Tuesday in the heavyweight. Moldovsky, the interim champion, which is funny because the UFC just had interim champion versus champion. And that's what we have. With Moldovsky versus Ryan Bader in the interim champion versus the champion. And um, that should be a good fight, good card. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So we'll be on the road next Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, whatever it is uh, for most people. So make sure you guys tune in. That will be on Showtime. All right, John. Showtime. Take us away, my friend. Everyone out there, I hope you en- I hope you enjoyed the UFC 270 as much as I did and I know the punk didn't like it as much but that's okay just do me a favor go out there be kind to someone and we will see you